0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm your host, Emily Benson, and I'm excited to be back again here with you on another new episode where we're going to talk about money, honey. So, if you haven't yet followed me on my social media channels. I just wanna throw in a plug. You can always find me over at Stylish and Successful on Facebook, and of course that's my website, stylishandsuccessful.com. I also am the proud owner of fashiontruck.com, where you can find more resources about running a mobile boutique. And if you haven't yet, I would encourage you to join my Fashion Truck Tribe on Facebook. You just have to search for the Fashion Truck Tribe. It's my private group for support and ideas and sometimes some special offers for me inside of Facebook where it's a great community of women who want to just support each other. So I invite you to find me, join me, connect with me. I want to find you off of this podcast too. So feel free to connect with me in whatever way you are excited most about. Okay, so let's talk about debt. I'm going to just jump right in here because this conversation has been something that's kind of been bugging me for a while and whenever something bugs me, I know that it's something that I need to talk about and teach about because honestly, whatever, like they say... When you get nervous, be of service, and I get nervous when women talk about debt because it just makes me crazy, so let me be of service here for you, okay? I've been studying money and money mindset for a long time. I will preface all of this conversation With a short legal disclaimer saying, I am not an accountant, I am not a financial advisor, and therefore all of this is just my advice based on my own experience and based on what I coach people around. So I'd love for you to kind of take it all with a grain of salt and take what works for you. And also, if you haven't yet, connect with a certified financial planner or accountant, uh, especially someone who can help you do your taxes. That is someone who is absolutely worth the three to $500 it costs every year to make sure that you are in check with yourself and the beautiful government here in the United States or wherever you're listening from, because I know that we have some international listeners. Whoop, whoop. So please make sure whatever country you're in, whatever state you're in, you're paying your taxes, you're doing your due diligence there. But I want to speak to this idea of debt, because especially in the United States, this is something that... Basically, our society has decided is bad, and I'm here to kind of flip the script on that for you boutique owners, because the bottom line is that we all need to invest in ourselves and invest in our business. And so I want to play around with this word debt, okay? And I want to give you three big ideas that really resonate with me and have resonated with other people when I talk about this, um, because... I just want to take the shame out of it, really. And that's my number one is like, let's talk about debt because let's talk about the shame around it, right? Like the na- the title of this email, the title of this podcast I named, let's talk about debt, baby, obviously, because it's a play on the TLC song, let's talk about sex, right? It's sort of like this taboo subject, like no one wants to talk about sex, No one wants to talk about debt. Like, this is not something we talk about in our society. We don't talk about money. It's something we're told, oh my God, don't ever ask how much someone makes. I know that sometimes when I talk about numbers with certain people, they got uncomfortable. And honestly, like, the dealio is, is if we're not measuring it, we can't manage it, right? So we all need to kind of get a grip on money and finances. And as creative women that is so important. So often as women, we give away our power around money. And I did a whole other podcast interview with Levy Hess about money. And I just want to keep talking about it because honestly, this is what's going to make or break your business. So number one in, let's talk about debt, baby. And hopefully you love my singing. <laughs> um, let's take the shame out of debt, you guys. Like, why are we all so ashamed about debt? Like this is such crap, okay? I had this conversation this week and I'm so over the idea. And you guys know, if you know me, you know I don't have a mortgage, right? Like we rent apartments all over the world. This is how we live right now. We travel. But for some reason, Taking out a $300,000 loan that's called a mortgage isn't considered debt. Like, FYI, that is debt, okay? It's the same as the credit card debt you use to invest in inventory for your business. It's the same as if you had gone and spent money on your credit card on, um, on new clothes for yourself or maybe you wanted to buy a boat, I don't know, Whatever you want to buy on your credit card, it's all the same. Also, FYI, taking out a loan to buy a car, also debt, you guys. But for some reason, there is this weird shame, I think, especially around credit card debt, right? At the end of the day, we have to take the shame out of owing money to some kind of institution. And the idea that it's classified differently is absolute crap to me, right? Right? Sure, is real estate a good investment? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's not, right? But for some reason in our country, everyone's like, oh, it's so good to have a mortgage. Like, oh, you should definitely buy a house and take out all this freaking money to have a house with a mortgage. And that house is like falling apart all the time, FYI, okay? But for some reason, we also then look at someone who's spent money on a credit card to invest in their business and think that that's bad, Guess what? That business could actually grow. That business isn't falling apart like the house. And granted, again, I understand that houses can be an investment in some markets, in some time periods, in some neighborhoods. But there are also definitely investments in houses and property that are not good investments, okay? Let's all be real, right? So the deal is is that if you took money out, I don't care where you took it from, and invested in your business, let's start calling that an investment. Because that's what it is. It's a business investment, okay? It's not debt, it's a business investment. Are you guys on board with me on this? Okay? Can we start switching our mindset around calling money we have used to invest in our business actually an investment and not freaking debt. It annoys the crap out of me, okay? And the bottom line is No matter when you're borrowing money, it's a risk. It's a risk when you buy your house. It's a risk when you buy a car. It's a risk when you buy your new pair of shoes. It's a risk when you start a business, right? Any kind of money that you borrow is a risk. So at the end of the day, if you're cool taking that risk, then good for you. I remember when my dad was in a situation where... I mean, lots of people don't know this, but I started a business. I started the fashion truck with a partner. And at a certain point in the first year of my business, I actually had to separate from that partner. And I did the fair thing and I bought her out. Okay, She got all of her money back. And one of the people that I had to turn to to borrow money from to be able to do this is my dad and my mom. And At this point, they saw my dedication. They saw how hard I was working on the business. And and honestly, you guys, at at first, my parents had said to me, like, we're not investing. Like, don't ask us for money. We're not investing. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'll, like, figure it out. And I had other family investors, which was great, so helpful, so generous, right? But after a few months of them seeing you work so hard and seeing the situation I was in with my partner – They were like, you know what, Emily, we've seen how hard you're working and we love what you're doing. And so we will choose to invest. And I remember my dad saying to me that he believed so much in me that actually I was a better return on his investment than the stock market. Seriously, this is what my dad said to me. Okay. And so to me, that's a huge vote of confidence, right? That's a huge vote of like, He knew he was gonna get paid back. He knew that, you know, I was gonna outperform the stock market because I had such a good idea and I was such a hard worker and I was so dedicated to my business. So that's huge, right? And to be honest with you, I took money out of my my own 401k to invest in my business because I knew I was a really good bet too, right? So at the end of the day, you've got to realize that, like, when I talk about the fact that I made six figures every year in my business, I also ran with that. Those investment loans, right? I ran with those loans over time. That doesn't mean that I didn't turn a profit. I did, but I was paying back those loans over time. So that doesn't mean I was scot free, right? But I was really smart about how I paid them back. And I'll talk to you about that in a minute. But the last thing I really want to have you get on board with understanding is that when you give this idea of debt and owing people money power, the shame gets worse. And the shame actually will get in the way of you running your business. Because remember, what we focus on expands. So if you come to me and you say, oh my God, Emily, I'm freaking out about my business. I have all this debt, 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 debt. I'm going to say to you, yo, stop. Stop talking about it. Stop giving it power. Stop focusing on it. Because the more you focus on it, the less energy and the less Focus, you have to run your freaking business. Like it is what it is. You'll pay it back, right? Like we're all responsible adults here. We're all going to pay our money back. Yes, yes. Okay, cool. So, what I would love for us to all um, come to an agreement on, and hopefully you're on board with this, is let's stop talking about debt with shame. It's not cool. It's not serving you. And I'm here to kind of like give you this hard slap on the face to say what you're doing is investing in yourself and investing in your business. And guess what? That gives you the power, okay? That gives you the money power because, damn, girl, I want to invest in you just like my dad said he would rather invest in me than the stock market, right? Aren't you a better investment than the stock market? I bet you are. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably are, okay? So let's take the shame out of debt, number one. Number two, we've got to figure out how to manage these investments and paying them back better, okay? I see way too many women, again, because they're freaking out, because they have all this shame, I see them then paying off. And I'm going to speak to credit cards because this seems to be the number one thing that Uh, women are funding their business with credit cards, which is great, amazing. But I see women paying off huge chunks of their credit card with the money they make from their business. And guess what happens? They pay off a chunk and then they have to go buy more inventory. So what do they do? They use their credit card again. And it's this ridiculous cycle of you being so freaked out that you have $4,000 on your credit card, that the minute you make $4,000, you're like, oh my god, I got to pay it off. Okay? If you're listening and you've done this, you need to perk up right now, okay? Because we're going to change that. Number one, that is not giving you any free cash. You don't have a liquid business at that point. You're just fighting to pay that credit card back, and it's actually going to, over the long term, it's going to really hurt your business, and it's actually going to hurt your credit score. Okay, so one of the solutions I want to offer to you if you're kind of stuck in this cycle is consider paying the minimum balance. Consider paying $300 over the minimum balance. Consider paying back your credit card or loans or whatever over time. When I took out loans to start my business, I scheduled all of the payments back over a five-year period. Okay, five years. So my loan payment every month was something around $600 for the loans I took out. $600 a month. That was super manageable for me. Whether I had a great month or whether I had a slow month, I could still always pay that loan, okay? The bottom line is, is that if you don't stretch out the payments, this is is why mortgages work so well, right? They stretch the payments over 30 years. You've got to think about this in your business as well. You've got to stretch out those payments because it's going to start to wean you Off the credit card okay you want to be running a cash business as much as possible right you want to wean yourself off the card the goal for you is to fully run on cash and have that credit card as backup only so maybe you started your business on fully on a credit card right now that you're selling you got to get off the card okay you've got to slowly pay that card off keep some money in the bank Be able to pay with cash for some of your inventory. Slowly but surely, you will do this over time, okay? For everyone, it's a different formula. People have said to me, well, how much do I pay? Like, I don't know. I don't know your situation. I don't know your revenue. I don't know your interest payments, okay? Like, I am not here to give you that advice. You're a smart woman. Sit down and figure it out, okay? Look at how much sales you're making. Look how much inventory you're investing. If you have any sales history, you should be able to figure this out, right? The deal is, is that if you can start to work off cash, then what's going to happen is you're going to end up being able to pay yourself. What? Yeah, pay yourself, right? Because you have the cash to do it. You can't pay yourself off a credit card. That's not real money, right? That's, that's, I mean, it's not cash. You want to be as liquid as possible. The more liquid your business is, the more it's worth, okay? If you're constantly running off a credit card, your business is worth nothing, Your business is worth the debt that you're in, right? And again, we'll take the shame out of the debt, but let's be real. We want to build equity in our business, right? That's the point. You guys all watch Shark Tank. You want to be able to stand up there and say, we have no debt. The people that get up on Shark Tank and they're like, we have no debt, you see see the sharks are like, damn, you're running a good business, right? So stop paying off your credit card in big chumps. The other thing that this is going to do, as you pay a small amount, is it's actually going to build your credit score, you guys. And when you have a better credit score, you're able to access more capital for when you do want to grow your business. Because let me be honest, if you're in this for the marathon, which I know a lot of you are, you're not just in this to like sell some clothes and like be done, you want to be around for a while, the deal is is as you grow your business, you're going to need more capital, right? And everyone says, like, oh, just go on Shark Tank. Like, you know what? Like, stop with the Shark Tank. It's a great show. It's really fun, but it's not good for everyone. If you can self-fund using the money that you've earned and or be able to build your credit score and build your sales history enough that you can actually go to a bank, take out a loan that you need to open another store or invest in X, Y, and Z. I don't know. Your credit score, from the fact that you're paying back in little chunks, your credit score is going to go up and up and up, right? And there's the American dream, having a high credit score. And so just know that when you pay off in big chunks, it's actually hurting you, right? So how do you do this? How do you do this? You need to manage your inventory. You need to make sure that you're maximizing what works in your business and minimizing what doesn't from an inventory perspective so if you have items that aren't selling you got to get rid of them if you and get the cash in your pocket really if you have items that are working you need to figure out how to maximize them and again guys this is where when I talk about having a 3x margin this is where that money comes into play right if you're stuck in this trap of credit card cycles I'll tell you number one you're either not managing your inventory or you're not charging enough or Frankly, you're spending too much on expenses. One of those things is off somewhere, okay? Right now, I'm actually offering my Dallas event replay as a digital ticket. And in that digital ticket, I go all through how to pay yourself, how to project your income, um, all of this stuff. We talk about all this money stuff, margins, I mean, a whole bunch of stuff. You get the three hours of the video workshop and then you get a 14 page workbook that has all the charts and numbers in it so if you're interested in learning more about this inventory management system and how to pay yourself definitely head over to bit.ly slash byb as all capitals Dallas again capital Dallas and then capital replay so byb Dallas replay I'll put it in the, the show notes as well so you can access that but the digital ticket is available now. The video should come out in the next couple of days if you're listening to this on the day this is published. Uh, the video is coming out in the next couple of days, but you will get the access to that workbook, which I said has all these charts in it, immediately. So if you're having trouble with inventory management and you're struggling to like get off the credit card, I think the Dallas Workshop will be really good for you, getting that digital ticket. It's a very small investment for the amount of Information and training that you get in that digital ticket. Like I said, it's three hours of me going bananas about all this stuff. So that's going to be available. It's available right now if you head over to that site bit.ly slash forward slash BYB Dallas replay. Okay, so let's get into number three. Let's talk about debt, baby. All right, we need to shift our mindset one more time around debt and the the word debt. So we've already taken the shame out of it, right? The next thing we're going to do is we're going to shift our mindset and our paradigm around debt to realize that debt actually equals trust. Trust. The idea that you are so trustworthy that a bank or a parent or Whoever has given you this money has given you this money, right? They trust you to not only borrow the money from them, but also pay it back. That's huge, you guys. That's huge. The fact that you're able to borrow money is a wonderful gift, right? It shows that you're a trustworthy person. It shows that you're an upstanding person. So please, you've got to start to check in around where your money story is coming from. And I do an extensive training on this in my membership site, but money story and actually a six figure blueprint too, but money story is so important to the success and health of our business. It's something that's not ever taught in traditional fashion merchandising schools. It's not taught really ever. Like this should be part of the curriculum in high school, to be honest, is digging into your money story. So did you know that you get to choose your own money story? You get to decide what your relationship is to money. And this, again, includes the debt conversation. So please, one really easy action step on this topic is to check in with yourself And consider where your thoughts and ideas about money are coming from, okay? Maybe you are picking up some old stories from your parents, right? Maybe money doesn't grow on trees or there's not enough for everyone to go around or life isn't fair, you know, the rich versus the poor, like, Everyone in America loves to talk about that crap. And to be honest with you, none of it's true. It's just all a bunch of limiting beliefs that our parents had, that their parents had, that now we have, right? It's generational. We have to remember that, especially if we are between the ages of you know, 25 and 40, 45, chances are our grandparents were in the Great Depression. And the Great Depression in the United States crushed so many people and then of course the multiple crashes like dot-com crash the housing crash probably crushed our parents a little bit maybe it crushed us if if we're a little bit older and you're listening to this right and the deal is is that when those really traumatic things happen around money people lose their power and their money story shifts into this negative place around money and they hold on to it tight they don't want to spend it You know, they get really nervous about money and I see this happening to so many people. I mean, once you're turned on to the idea that people have money stories, you just hear it freaking everywhere. Like I remember being at the gym and hearing a mom, she came in with her sons to the gym. It was like a boutique workout and I said to her, I was like, oh my God, how cool is this that you are here with your young sons? Like what a great example you are showing them how to like be healthy And she looked at me and instead of like catching my drift on the idea that like I was genuinely like, wow, that's so cool. You're like working out with your sons. Like that's a great role model. She looked at me and she said, oh, I know it's so expensive, but whatever. I was like, whoa, I actually like said nothing about money, but that is her money story. Her money story is like, yeah, it's so expensive to hang out with my kids. What a burden. Can you imagine what her kids thought if they heard that? Like, oh God, my mom just spent this money to hang out with me and she is feels bad about it or she feels negative you know, energy towards it. So we've got to be really, really careful about the words that we say around money and the thoughts we have around money because so many of them might not be ours. And listen, if they are ours, if we have had trauma around money in our past, if we have had things that have happened to us because... God knows, I know that that you know that's a real situation. We have the opportunity to heal our own money story at any given moment of any day. So guess what? You have control over your fate and you have control over your reality. And so what I would challenge you to do is sit down and write out all of your thoughts about money. Seriously, sit down, write all of them out, just do a big brain dump and decide which thoughts are mine Which thoughts do I want to keep? Which thoughts do I want to throw away? And then I would challenge you to take that and write a new money story. One of the new money stories I've been writing for myself this year is I make money every single day. Pretty good, right? I make money every single day. And I will tell you, I am very, very, very close to doing that. Like very close. And it's only been six months. Okay, that's huge for me. That's a huge new money story for me. And you know what? My next one is I make $2,736 a day. I think that's the amount. $2,700, something like that. It's around, it's around $2,700. If you make $2,700 a day, that means you do a million in revenue a year. That's my next jump. My, ne- my jump goes from like I make money every day to I make $2,700 a day because my goal in my business right now is to have million dollar years. Now, will I do that this year? Will I do that next year? I don't know, but that's my goal and I'm gonna set my money story up so that that happens for me. I don't have to worry about how it's gonna happen, I don't really have to worry about when it's gonna happen, but I have set that in motion because I want that to happen. That's something that is a personal goal for me and then once I hit that goal, guess what? That'll probably double or triple or whatever, right? Because I'll say, okay, I've gotten to this goal, What's next? What's next for me? So I got to choose choose that money story. That was not something that my parents taught me. That was not something their parents taught them. That's something that I sat down and said, that's my own money story. I know I have my own fate in my hands and I can choose to decide what I want. So that takes a good amount of healing what your past money story is. Like I said, writing down all those thoughts and beliefs that you have. And then again, choosing what your money story is. So shifting your money from debt is bad, debt is shameful, to debt is people trusting me. Holy crap, I'm this trustworthy person. And then even transforming that farther into saying, I get to decide what my money future is. That is huge. That is so huge. And that is like bigger than goals, right? Like I know I talk a lot about having goals and setting intentions and, and that is all good, good stuff. But the root of that, like if we go to the root cause of why we hit our goals, it's because we have healed our money story. If you're not hitting your goals in your business most likely especially if they're financial goals most likely there's some money trauma or some money issues some stories or whatever that have not been healed in your life i see this most often when i talk about charging 3x margins right or like doing 60 to 75% margins in your in your fashion business i have women that resist the crap out of that. Like there's so much resistance from s- certain women that are like, well, I can't charge that. I can never charge. No, nope, people won't pay that. Emily, nope, no, I that's not gonna work for my business. And I'm like, okay. Well, number one, that's called a limiting belief. <laughs> you're limiting yourself and you're limiting the belief of what you think your customers will pay. And number two, there's something in your money story that you don't believe you are worthy of charging that. And that sounds really deep, but that's true. So many of us as female entrepreneurs have issues around worth. And I've come across this myself as well. I recently healed um, a money worth issue just a couple weeks ago with one of my coaches, Gabby Bernstein. And I wasn't charging enough for my one-on-one services. You know, when I coach someone one-on-one, like, they have massive shifts in their life. They make a ton more money. And then I know, oh my God, they're making all this money and I'm only charging them that? Like, what? You know? And so I had to come to terms with the fact that I needed to raise my prices. I'm at the stage in my business that I am allowed to raise my prices, not only because that's what I'm worth, but I have the results to back it up, right? Right? And so if someone signs on with me, they know they're going to get results and that I'm worth every freaking penny. And I have so many clients that say, Emily, you're like worth your weight in gold. Like you are so good with me. You've helped me break down so many barriers. You have really changed my life. And to me, you know, there is a monetary value to that because at the end of the day, we all have to survive on our businesses, right? We all have to thrive on our businesses. And so I encourage you to check in with your own self-worth. How are you feeling about yourself? You know, do, do your prices reflect how you feel about yourself? Is that good? Is that bad? Is that a who knows? I challenge you on that. I challenge you to heal your money story. I challenge you to charge more. I challenge you to shift your mindset around what your money story is and get rid of the shame around all of this money stuff. So if you've loved this podcast, great, because it probably means this is resonating with you. I've had this conversation many times. I've heard so many women say their biggest fear is that they can't pay off their debt or they're not going to make it. And listen, if you can do these three steps that I've just talked about, you are going to be trans-freaking-formed in your business and you are going to look like a different woman in a few months. Your business is going to look very different. So let me just review the three Big takeaways from the Let's Talk About Debt, Baby episode of this podcast. Number one, take the shame out of debt. Okay. I'm officially calling the kibosh on feeling any sort of shame around debt in your business. We are now shifting to call it an investment. Whoop, whoop. Number two, you've got to stop paying off your credit card in big chunks. It's not working. It's hurting your credit score. You don't have cash. going to end you up in a, in a really bad place. Number three is let's take a quantum shift in your mindset around your money story and around the idea that borrowing money, aka having debt, is a bank trusting the hell out of your smart brain and your hard work. That's what it is. Okay? Hopefully this resonated with a lot of you guys. I love that you listen listened to me and I love so much that you're in my circle of people. I just really so badly want you to have a thriving boutique business and I just want to see you be in business for a long time and I know that the root of so many people's issues is money, is debt, is all this stuff. So I'm going to keep talking about it because it's so freaking important. So... Thank you so much for listening. As always, I truly appreciate your time and your ears. Thank you so much for showing up for yourself, for your business, and listening to this podcast. I will talk to you all very soon. Here's to making lots of friends and making lots of money.